Hello and welcome to the American Awakening Podcast. I am the host, Michael Herzog, and I present these podcasts to invoke my fellow Americans and people across the globe to critically think about what's happening around them and to them. In this podcast, I will focus upon COVID-19, and I will start by asking you a few questions. When COVID was announced in the beginning of 2020, do you recall the original messages conveyed by your government allegedly to protect both yourselves, your family, your co-workers, your friends, your neighbors, oh, and let us not forget grandma? Do you remember them originally telling us to lock down, stay in our homes, avoid public places if possible, and if not, social distance? Stay at least six feet away, and, of course, wear a mask. Do you remember that the lockdowns continued throughout the year, with both school and business closings severely damaging economies around the world? And then they downplayed all of it by continually telling us, well, it's just a mask. It's just six feet. It's just non-essential businesses. It's just non-essential workers. It's just until we work it out. Oh, it's just a bar. Oh, it's just a restaurant. Oh, it's just a nursing home. It's just schools. It's just to keep from overwhelming medical services. It's just until the cases go down. It's just to flatten the curve. It's just to keep others feeling safe. Oh, it's just a few more weeks. Oh, it's just gyms, salons, spas, and sporting events. Oh, it's just churches and mosques. Oh, it's just singing. Oh, it's just travel. It's just until we get a vaccine. It's just for the greater good. It's just fact-checking, not censorship. It's just mandatory. It isn't just at all. It's our freedom and it's our way of life. That's what they are after. It's their vision of a new normal. Do you remember them continually hanging that vaccine carrot in front of your nose while you stayed in your home and they repeatedly assured you that they would have a vaccine by year's end? Continually bombarding you through the media, their unwavering confidence that the new mRNA vaccines would alleviate the pandemic. 
However, they never specified exactly what this new mRNA vaccine does inside your body, and they deliberately withheld the ingredients of the vaccine when it was delivered to the injection sites. As a matter of fact, the description page inserted by law in every box containing these vaccines read, and I quote, intentionally left blank. Sound a bit suspicious? Now, later in this podcast, I'm going to share with you exactly what the mRNA vaccine does after it is injected into your body so that you will have the facts before deciding to allow them to insert it into your arm again. It will be explained to you by Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Meanwhile, back to my podcast. We were all locked down. The lucky ones worked from home, while thousands of other non-essential businesses were closed down, many never to open again. Churches were ordered closed, yet some bars and brothels remained open. Mom-and-pop stores closed, losing massive revenue, and many closed their doors never to open again. School closing causing students to lose one year of studies, along with mass psychological problems resulting in many suicides. Millions of people lost their jobs, their homes, their incomes, even their lives due to Anthony Fauci-mandated medical procedures. And I'll talk more on that a little bit later. Do you remember the unfortunate elderly who were ordered into nursing homes after testing positive? infecting other residents while being denied visitation from their families. And when they finally succumbed to the mysterious virus, family members were not allowed to even attend their funerals. Now, thinking back, did any of this make sense to you? Did putting infected people in nursing homes opposed to a hospital make any sense? Putting a hospital ship on either coast that remained practically empty while the infest or the infected were quarantined in nursing home environments infecting other residents thousands of elderly with comorbidities died due to these reprehensible decisions it is difficult to speak to anyone regarding the matter that doesn't have a story about losing at least one friend a relative a coworker a business associate, or anybody back then. I personally have been the recipient of losing six acquaintances, friends, colleagues, etc., since the inception of this. And the question is, how many have you lost? But it didn't stop there. In late November, early December of 2020, they released the so-called remedy in the form of an mRNA vaccine. And it was hyped as the cure for the COVID pandemic. And if you recall, it was Pfizer that had two rounds. First was taken and then the next one three weeks later. And then Moderna was just one shot. Then you had Johnson of Johnson and AstraZeneca, which uh, jumped into the mix. But their original sales spiel on the rollout, delivered by their poster boy, Anthony Fauci, claimed that it was 95% effective in curing the virus. That if you took it, 
you wouldn't get sick. You wouldn't be hospitalized. You wouldn't die. And most importantly, you wouldn't be responsible for the most important part, killing grandma. They used this to guilt the trusting masses into rolling up their sleeves. Many, not once, but twice, as Pfizer's jab required two polks, as I said, three weeks apart. And then, of course, you have to throw in those boosters. Six months, six months, six months. Some people that have taken as many as seven or eight. And then, a few months later, when they had exhausted all the people's susceptible to guilting them into submission, they started with the enticement phase. Get a jab. Get a free hamburger. Get a free beer. Get a free donut. Get a free baseball ticket. Get a free lottery ticket. And on and on and on. And I know you're aware of this because I know you heard it ad nauseum through the mainstream media. When they exhausted that group, then they started with the threats. You can't frequent your favorite restaurant. You can't frequent your favorite sporting event. You can't frequent your favorite concert. You can't enter certain buildings and on and on and on. Now, when they exhausted that, they threatened many with losing their jobs if they didn't get vaccinated, including medical staffs, airline employees, pilots included, federal workers, the military, many, many others that I won't even go into. But all the while, they were continuing to move the goalposts, if you will, as they were finding that people that had been jabbed were still getting sick and or becoming debilitated or worse, dying. It went from 95% effective, they moved that goalpost to 74% effective. Then later on, they moved that goalpost again to somewhere around 60% effective. Then it went to, well, you might still get sick, but the symptoms wouldn't be as severe and you won't go to the hospital. And then a bit later, when that story fell through, it went to, well, you might still go to the hospital, but you won't die. They kept moving the goalposts. We were all guilted. We were all shamed. Some of us were vilified. Many lost their jobs, their businesses, and their freedoms if they chose not to comply. Most of the medical profession went along with the vaccine mandates due to the threats of job loss if they objected. Some, however, after intense research on their end, decided not to participate in the medical protocols for COVID treatment. These medical professionals were ousted, they were vilified, they were ostracized, and some even lost their medical licenses in challenging the narrative. Now, what many, if not most, of the population was or likely is currently aware there were financial incentives provided to hospitals across the United States, uh, United States through legislation passed in 2021, providing money for every COVID diagnosis, every hospital admission, every adherence to Anthony Fauci's medical protocols, every decision to place a patient on a ventilator, 
and every death certificate depicting a cause of death that just happened to be COVID. This action alone was enough to entice many in the profession to, well, shall I say, go along to get along. Pediatricians were offered compensation for pushing the narrative that pregnant women should be jabbed, and in their agreement, there was a caveat stating that if they later altered, and I'm speaking of the pediatricians here, if they later altered or changed their position, then they would have to repay the incentives they received. Now, does this not validate the old saying, everybody has their price? The Fauci protocols included a drug called remdesivir, a drug proven in past clinical studies to destroy a person's kidney functions within 20 days. Yet, along with withholding food and water in these protocols for the patient and a continuous drip of heavy sedatives, many doctors held to these protocols until the patient's kidneys ceased to function. The patient's abdomen filled with fluid then later, it's their lungs filled with fluid, and they put them on ventilators that blew their lungs out, all the while receiving financial bonuses at every step legislated by Congress of the organized genocide. For those of you who are not aware, there is um, a report. It's called the Vaccine Adverse Event Report, or VAERS, V-A-E-R-S which really only represents an estimated 1% to maybe 5% of the actual side effects reported. And even at this low estimate, VAERS had documented enough cases, over 17,000 deaths, last time I looked, that the shots should have been stopped in as early as March of 2021. That's when the first report came out. And by the way, it was forced out of Pfizer, their early reports, because Pfizer originally wanted 75 years in which to release it, which was tantamount to what they said at the Kennedy assassination. They weren't going to release those results to us for 75 years. Now, I want to enter here that the swine flu vaccine was pulled off the market after a mere 35 deaths were reported. Yet, they are still pushing the COVID shots. Why? As time goes on, the elephant in the room continues to grow larger. Morticians have reported strange rubber band-like growths discovered through autopsies of vaccinated corpse being pulled out of their arteries and their veins. Nothing, according to them, nothing like what they have what they have discovered has ever been seen before in an autopsy just 2 weeks ago it was reported via frontline news this was august 27 2023 the headline three pilots die suddenly in one week now this is now a common occurrence the pilots were forced to take the shot or lose their jobs. And reports state that over 100 pilots worldwide 
have either died or become so debilitated that they will never fly again. And the FAA, for some reason, refuses to investigate these occurrences. The life insurance industry has reported a massive increase in mortality among young people, elderly as like with comorbidities, and it has subsequently increased their rates on life insurance. The life expectancy age has been decreased by three years from 79 to 76, and it is now being used actuarially by life insurance companies on determining premiums for policyholders. Young athletes worldwide, professional athletes, amateur athletes, actors, entertainers, television anchors, dropping dead on camera before our very eyes, yet no one, it seems, wants to point to that elephant in the room that's growing larger by the day. No one wants, wants to call it for what it is. There has been nothing like this happen in the history of the world. And the only thing that's changed in society is the indoctrination of these vaccines. Yet, no one chooses to address it. Now, I'm going to give you just a few examples of people that have been vaxxed or that have died or been disabled shortly after the jab and shortly after this break. We'll be back in two. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It would just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm onto something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. 
Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Putting sunlight on the political cesspool. Back to the American Awakening with your host, Michael Herzog. Okay, folks, we're back. Now, before the break, I told you I was going to give you a few examples of people that had been vaxxed that have died or been disabled shortly after the jab. And the first one was the baseball great Hank Aaron. The guy that broke the first guy that broke the uh, uh, the record of the uh, the famous Babe Ruth. He died within three weeks after receiving the jab. Lately, within the last two months, Brawny James, an eight, the 18-year-old son of LeBron James, suffered a f- severe heart attack during basketball practice shortler, shortly after receiving the jab. And if any of you remember Bob Saget, the comedian, he died within a couple of weeks after taking the jab. Some of you may recall the comedian, Heather McDonald. She was actually on stage talking about or bragging about the fact that she had been double vaxxed and boosted a couple of times. She collapsed on stage on camera after bragging about this. Justin Bieber, many of you know who he is. He's a celebrity. He is currently suffering facial paralysis, unable to perform. Early on during the rollout of the COVID vaccine, Eric Clapton, famous musician, has played, has many hit records, played with George Harrison. Um, I was a fan of his. Uh, wrote the song Lola. He was unable to play his guitar because his hands were paralyzed after taking the jab. And here's a question for you. Many of you may be a fan. What happened to Celine Dion? She vanished not too long after taking the jab and has not performed since. Bruce Willis, early retirement from some supposed rare uh, disorder. Lately, Jamie Foxx hospitalized for a stroke after receiving a I don't want to call it a mandatory jab, but it was a jab that was dictated that he had to take by the the movie industry, the the corporation that was uh, uh, financing the movie, or he could not continue working on that movie. He's in recovery, thank the Lord, but he was out of it for months. Now, I could go on all day and I could talk to you for the rest of this podcast about people that have either been debilitated or have died on camera after taking the jab. But I want to invite all of the listeners to visit my website, theamericanawakening.org. That's V-T-H-E, americanawakening.org. And watch the video that is posted up there of no less than 763 people that have been vaxxed across the world 
from for, sports stars to celebrities to singers to broadcasters who have collapsed on camera after being vaxxed. That video, I don't remember how long that video is, but it's one right after the other. There's maybe five, ten seconds of each one. Now, as I said, the post is up on the AmericanAwakening.org. Go ahead and watch it at your your convenience. Now, according to U.S. government statistics, approximately 78% of the United States domestic population has now taken at least one jab. Now, personally, I question that percentage. The money that was lost during this pandemic from everyday people in all walks of life and their professions amounted in the billions, tens of billions, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, business closing, lockdowns, people unable to go to work, not to mention the loss of their homes. Many of them lost their businesses. How many of you out there can say that you don't know at least one loved one or one colleague or business associate that hasn't either been debilitated or debilitated or lost their lives? The money made, however, or the money lost, stands in stark contrast. There were billions made during this pandemic. The ones who didn't lose, I'll name a few. Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, of course, Pfizer and Moderna. Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, there were multitudes of people. I believe the when I looked to see what how much Anthony Fauci profited from this was like $4.4 million. Bill Gates and his foundations profited in the billions. And of course, we can't leave out all of their execs, all of their underlings that participated in this. In the case of Anthony Fauci, it was uh, Peter Daszak and Ralph Barrick which, by the way, uh, Rand Paul, senator in congressional hearings, outed Anthony Fauci for lying about gain-of-function research. He's actually sent a criminal referral to the current attorney general, Merrick Garland, which up to this point in time has, not, has gone nowhere. But there were billions in profits made. Twenty new billionaires were created during this pandemic. And, of course— According to them, the jab was the only solution. It was the only cure, supposedly. If you might recall, they had vilified proven medications like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, along with a regiment of zinc and vitamin C and so forth. Oh, that was, you couldn't do that. If you watched anything on mainstream TV, including Rachel Maddow, you would see her talking, laughing about it, calling ivermectin horse pace because it is used in veterinary situations. Now, I want to put in a footnote here. They had to vilify those treatments according to legislation or they would not have attained the needed emergency youth, use authorization from the FDA to obtain those newfound billions. So now that you know this, Ask yourself, how many people do I know that have died from the jab? 
How many people do I know that have been disabled after being jabbed? How many pregnant women do I know that miscarried after rolling up their sleeves? Now think real hard about what I just shared. And then think about the answers to those questions and ask yourself, are you going to allow round two, including the mask mandates, the lockdowns, the guilt, the intimidation, or the threats if you don't roll up your sleeves again? Well, guess what? They are attempting to roll it out again. And I'm going to share with you, out of the Oregonian newspaper publication, September 1st, the title, Restock Your Masks as COVID-19 Parola Variant Emerges. Articles like this are surfacing all over the world, preparing you, preparing all of us for round two. Eris, the BA2.86 variant. As far as I'm concerned, they may as well call it the BS247 variant because that's what it is. Calling for new tests, calling for new lockdowns. Interestingly, I have a sponsor in Canada. We discussed this latest onslaught of COVID fear-mongering. And I mentioned to him in a, in a previous broadcast on another network that reports are coming from the United States that the origin of this BS, or excuse me, the, the BA 2.86 variant, is coming out of Canada. Well, he laughed and replied, the reports Canadians are getting that it is uh, that it has originated in Washington State. He lives in Canada, by the way. Typical, blame another company or country. Just like blaming China for the outbreak while they rake in billions for selling us masks made, well, guess where? China. Does that make any sense? Financially benefit the country that supposedly allowed the virus to escape. Mm-hmm, I see. Oh, and by the way, if you think you're protected because you've already been jabbed, well, think again. They are reporting people uh, to people that have been jabbed that they are more susceptible to the variant than those who haven't been jabbed. In other words, roll up your sleeves again because, coincidentally, they just happen to be rolling out the new jab, the new booster, to protect you from those nasty variants. I want you to listen to this. This is out of Principia Scientific International, and it's a headline published August 30th, and it's titled, COVID Comeback, Push for New Vaccines and Mask Mandates. And it was written by a gentleman by the name of uh, Joshua Phillip. It's posted on my American Awakening website, theamericanawakening.org. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article. Like I said, if you choose to read it, you can go to the theamericaning.org and read it in its entirety. But I want to read to you an excerpt from it just, just in time, coincidentally, for the election season. It quotes a medical researcher saying that this prospect has him sleeping with one eye open. But luckily, there's good news. As it noted, there are new vaccines set to be released. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, wonderful, there's a new variant out. Luckily, I got the shot last time. I'm totally protected. Well, not so fast. You might just need to keep on getting them. And lucky for you, 
the new boosters launch right around the middle of September, which I'm sure has nothing to do with the mass media campaign around flu season. Forbes magazine reported just a couple of days ago that you might just want to hold off on that next booster until these new rushed-to-market shots become available. And pay no heed to the point that the number of infections in this alleged outbreak is technically low, especially compared to 2022, because as Fox notes, that's in the past. What matters now, and now we're told that cases are surging. That is, surging compared to months ago, before flu season. Well, luckily, the government is hot on the case. It turns out that when it didn't even appear there was a risk from COVID, they had already started putting systems in place. They started buying COVID-19 equipment. And pay close attention to this. They were hiring consultants. They were preparing new ways. I emphasize new ways to enforce their safety protocols. And it just so happens that these contacts or contracts uh, just had the foresight for all of this. New ways to enforce safety protocols. Let that sink in. Safety protocols. Not at the local, not at the the city, county, or state level. Safety protocols at the federal level. If that remotely resembles what they did to thousands of protesters on January 6, 2021, arresting and incarcerating hundreds of protesters for simply exercising their constitutional rights, then I fear we may be in for a rough ride this fall. And let us not forget the truckers up in Canada. When they had their bank accounts seized simply for participating in the event, along with anybody that might have given them a jumbo Coke or a pizza. They had their bank accounts seized. As Natalie Winters at Steve Bannon's War Room found, some of these contracts are scheduled to begin this September, this very month, and in October. What a perfect coincidence. Right when the new variants drop, And right when those new vaccines are set to release, well, it's almost like they knew it was coming. And while they're not yet forcing it upon us, the government came out with a new announcement a few days ago, urging people to get the new COVID boosters. And what about all that pesky disinformation? Well, it just so happens that Google and YouTube recently updated their censorship standards to eliminate news on anything that deviates from whatever the approved health authorities are saying. And it's all happening around the same time. There is, however, backlash on nearly every front as institutions try to roll out the new mandates. Rutgers University is already facing pressure for its vaccine mandate. And Senator Rand Paul, the gentleman I mentioned earlier, said the policy isn't just bad for science, but could even amount to malpractice. X, formerly known as Twitter, is filled with statements from conservatives saying they will not go along with any of its masks or lockdowns or mandates. 
and comments on news reports pushing the new restrictions are filled with criticisms against any such agenda. Now, many of you may know the actor Kevin Sorbo. He noted on Twitter his quote, Wow, it's so crazy that we might have to lock down right before the 2024 election. Thankfully, we have mail-in balance. It's not a coincidence at all. Hmm. Just before the ramp-up to the 2024 elections. Do you remember that, folks? Restricted campaigning. Mail-in ballots. Do you think that might have anything to do with it? I'll leave that one up to you to decide. In the end, the burning question is, what will you do about it? And will tyranny stop if you comply? Well, the answer is no. Compliance is submission, and submission slides into slavery. The only thing that will save our freedom from this is non-compliance. To threaten or to induce anyone to take a jab without informed consent, which, by the way, they never offered in round one, it violates your First Amendment rights if you're an American, along with violations of several sections of the Nuremberg Code, which was enacted after World War II, where several Nazis, the ones that were running the concentration camps and so forth, and some in the medical that were, that were uh, doing uh, testing, uh, strange testing, weird testing on uh, uh, prisoners, okay, were found guilty and hanged. Now, if you're threatened, you need to play that card. We'll go to a break. We'll be back in two. I'll continue. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Do you have any of these symptoms? Night cramps in the hands and feet. Your arms and legs often go to sleep. On short walks, do your legs get aches and pains? Is your memory worse than it used to be? 
Ankles that swell late in the day? Has your blood pressure increased lately? If you answered yes to even one of these questions, you may have early warning signs of arterial blockages. Your body is saying that it is time to take Extendivite. These are not the normal signs of aging. They are the warning signs that accompany blocked arteries. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Putting sunlight on the political cesspool. Back to the American Awakening with your host, Michael Herzog. All right, folks, we're back. Now, again, I want to repeat, to threaten or to induce anyone to take a jab without informed consent violates their First Amendment rights along with the Nuremberg Code. So if you're threatened, you need to play that card. If your employer demands you wear a mask, I would direct them to 29 CFR 1910.132 and 1910.134 and tell them very politely that if they insist that you wear a mask, they must first comply with government standards here in the United States, specifically the Occupational Safety and Health Administration standards. That's OSHA. Tell them that you'll be happy to comply with their request if they comply with OSHA requests. And then, if they terminate you, sue them. Remember, mask mandates are just that. Mandates, edicts, and proclamations are not laws. They are requests. I could wear a suit, be appointed by the president, declare an edict that the sky is green. That doesn't make it so. And if I cannot produce a legal oath of office, it can be ignored with impunity. Ask also exactly who at the top is making such a request and ask to see their notarized witnessed affidavit of their oath of office. According to both international attorney Todd Callender and his research investigator Lisa McGee, they have done FOIA requests on all 75 Biden appointees in the current administration. 74 of those 75 can show no such document. Now, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I will share with you what you were never told when asking, at times being intimidated, shamed, or maybe them even threatening your job, if you didn't allow them to jab you. Mr. Producer, go ahead and play clip one. Well, the first thing that we need to do when we talk about the COVID shot is understand that this is the first time that we've ever had mRNA vaccines put out to people on a mass scale. mRNA is messenger RNA. It's a message that's being sent from your DNA to your cells, telling your cells what to do to maintain health. In this case, create a protein. You know do something to defend an, a foreign invader. But in this case, that message, that messenger RNA is not coming from your DNA. It's coming from a laboratory at Moderna or Pfizer. It's basically a computer program, 
a code, a message that's being sent to your cells and telling your cells to become a virus manufacturing plant. What this is designed to do is deliver this messenger RNA molecule, which is the code for a protein, into our cells, and it has a special envelope that merges with our cells and delivers the contents inside. And then once inside, it will use the machinery of our cells and make that foreign protein. So our cells will essentially become factories to make a foreign protein. That's what this vaccine does. It makes your own cells the enemy. It makes your cells start creating, very specifically, the spike protein we've all heard about of SARS-CoV-2. And then what happens is hopefully there's a secondary response where immune system says, oh my God, there's a virus in here. It didn't see it come from the outside. All of a sudden our own cells are creating it. So our immune system attacks and kills our own cells that are now manufacturing the virus inside of our bodies. That is brand new. And look, I'm, I'm a fan of science. That may be the future of health and immunity but you don't take a technology that is turning your body into a virus manufacturing plant and then just say, hey, we've looked at it for a few weeks, we think it's good to go, and then have hundreds of millions of people start turning themselves into virus manufacturing plants. Any technology that does something brand new inside of our bodies needs to be watched for years, if not decades. So the truth is that we don't know exactly what this technology is going to induce our bodies to make. And that is a very scary proposition, but it definitely will change our cells so that they will produce this protein. But it stands to reason that that mRNA can easily become part of our DNA in the nucleus as well. And this is because we have an enzyme expressed in our cells called reverse transcriptase. Now, during the HIV era, it was thought that this enzyme was only expressed in viruses. But since that time, and actually during that time, it was really known, and David Baltimore discovered this, that reverse transcriptase, the enzyme, is expressed in all of our cells. And it's a way that we repair our DNA. And so it's quite likely that this mRNA gene can be reverse transcribed into DNA, which can then uh, become part of our nuclear DNA, and then when our cells divide, it could be passed on to the next generation of cells. All right, well, folks, I played that with you for I played that to you for a reason. I want you to listen to it again at, at your leisure. Play it for your friends, family, and coworkers. Okay, because what's being injected to you is experimental. They don't have any idea what it is going to do. We do know the results of what has happened. According to Dr. Roger Hodgkinson's a report that was put out not too, in the not-too-distant past, within the last few weeks, okay, over 20 million people in, this, in the world have died from the vaccine. Over 2 billion, that's B, billion with a B, have, uh, uh, have, have been disabled or debilitated from this. Now, I shared with you, uh, I shared this with you as they are prepping us again. Recently, Joe Biden's wife, Jill, allegedly has tested positive for COVID. Now, his press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, 
that seems not to be able to convey a sentence without reading it from her scripted, canned notes, recently reported this in a press conference earlier this week. Mr. Producer, go ahead and play clip two. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And as, as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. The increase in hospitalizations and deaths shows that COVID is here to stay and that we will continue to need tools to fight it. Did you hear that? As has been the practice in the past. In other words, the president is allegedly showing us by example of what was the, quote, practice in the past as they are prepping us to get ready for round two and reverting back to those draconian rules in round one. And this is followed, as you just heard, by Tedros Adhanan Abreuses, letting us all know that COVID is here to stay and they will continue to need tools to fight it. Does this remind you of anything? The flu has been around forever and rears its ugly head every year around late fall. That's why they call it flu season. Do you think it's strange that when COVID arrived on the scene, flu diagnosis literally vanished? An article published on February 11, 2021 by Vox Science and health editor Brian Resnick is titled, We Wiped Out the Flu This Year. Could we do it again? The promise and peril of this year's missing flu season. I'll give you an excerpt of this. The sum of all of our mask wearing, our distancing, our business closures, and other however imperfect precautions haven't been enough to stop the COVID-19 pandemic in its tracks. But there's a silver lining. It has been enough to virtually wipe out the flu this season. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, says that of January 30th, there have been just 1,316 positive flu cases in its clinical surveillance network since September. Around the same time last year, it had logged 129,997 positive flu cases in that same time frame. Now, add those financial incentives given to the medical establishment for every COVID diagnosis, and a thinking person has to wonder just how many of those COVID cases could actually have been the flu. Do you think it possible they may have rebranded the flu as COVID? And then there's this out of Z3 News, not found on Google, by the way. No surprise there. As I mentioned earlier, they are censoring this. We don't hear much in the news about the tens of thousands of people dying each year from the flu. So most of us don't realize how deadly it is. The total annual worldwide flu deaths consistently exceed 50,000 people in 2017, in 2018, and again in 2019, but strangely dropped to zero starting in early 2020 and have remained there ever since. Now, what is the source of that? This was put up by the World Health Organization. 
And it goes on to say in this article that anyone can run the reports by visiting the FluNet page of the World Health Organization. Well, I went in there, and interestingly enough, the World Health Organization has deleted that page. Just like Google is deleting anything that you would try to search for that would give you any uh, alternative view other than what the, uh, the current political narrative is. There's no surprise there. And then there's this. This is September 6th, a publication by Paul Craig Roberts. Japanese scientists find that COVID-19 and all of the variants are laboratory creations. Now, let me see if I can find that up here. Uh, <laughs> I went back in, folks, and I looked at the, uh, the statistics for the 2021 flu season, and it's almost zero. And it is my belief that this is due to the fact that the financial incentives that were given through the health, uh, the legislation of the, the CARES Act and the PREP Act to these hospitals and medical professionals for diagnosing covid this is the real reason why those flu diagnoses went away. Now, I'm not saying that, that COVID and the flu are the same thing. Don't get me wrong here. I'm saying that every time that there is a positive diagnosis of COVID, the hospitals get a, a bonus. They get the uh, residual amount of money for every positive COVID test. Now, several years ago, the gentleman that invent, invented the PCR test, you know that swab, that long, um, looked like a well, looked like a toothpick, probably about ten inches long, with a swab on either end. That PCR test was invented by a doctor by the name of Kerry Mullis, and there was a YouTube video clip that was posted by Doctor Mullis, uh, not by Doctor Mullis, but posted on behalf of Doctor Mullis, uh, uh, several of them, by the way, where he excoriates the medical profession by explaining to people that the PCR test that he developed, that he actually got a Pulitzer Prize for, was never designed to diagnose COVID. That was not what it was designed for. That was the first thing. The second thing is that he was a, a, a renowned doctor for, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was the University of Virginia, Anyway, the president of Virginia or South Carolina, one of those southern states, and the president of that university had contacted Anthony Fauci. This was in early 2019 and asked Anthony Fauci to participate in a debate with Dr. Mullis regarding that very thing, the PCR test and its uses. And Dr. Anthony Fauci declined. Mysteriously enough. And it was August, I believe, of that year, of 2019, that Dr. Mullis was admitted to the hospital allegedly with pneumonia and passed away. And just a few months after that, within two months, they mandated Dr. Mullis's PCR test to, to be used to diagnose COVID. Now, all I'm telling you this for is to be critical and think about what's happening here. 
an article out of the expose its title is tit- it's titled new study finds that all covid variants have been made in a biolab completely contradicting the the bat and the penguin that met up in a bar a wet bar over in uh, uh, China you know they got together and mysteriously vi- this virus re- was released well these two these three Japanese uh, scientists have conclusively determined and released a study that finds that all of these covid variants have been made in a biolab and I, I won't share the entire thing with you but I'll, I'll just quote a few excerpts in the United States, COVID hospitalizations are up because of the variant EG5.1. And there's a scary new variant dubbed BA.X from Denmark and Israel, we're told. Because of the BA.X variant, scientists are demanding rules from lockdowns uh, and being reimposed uh, in Britain. Mark Stein pointed out a recent Japanese study showing that all previous SARS-CoV-2 variants were not naturally occurring occurring and were made in a laboratory. So based on this, we can make the presumption that the new EG51 and the BAX variants have been as well, irrespective of which country is claiming the variant as its own. The doctors that did this study was Atsuki Tanaka, Tayanuki uh, Mayazawa, and Osaka Medical University at Kyoto University. They wanted to trace the historical evolution of the Omicron variant by studying viral sequences found in the wild and deposited in public databases. So there you have it, folks. I'm not going to share with you the entire article, but we were being told and uh, uh, Anthony Fauci was vociferous in his arguments out throughout the last few years that this came from the wild. It came from uh, uh, out, out of the wetlands out of a wet bar or, or wherever in China. This is not true. It's been, it's been debunked by several scientific uh, studies that have been done. This was created in a laboratory. These variants are being created in a laboratory. The unleashing of these variants, just like I mentioned to you earlier about my sponsor saying, well, we hear he lives in Canada. We hear it's coming out of Washington here in the United States. We heard it originated in, uh, in Canada. So, Based on the geographic locale and where you live, it's always coming from someplace else, but is a threat, nevertheless. Okay. And at the end of the day, what they want all of us to do is roll up our sleeves once again so the pharmaceutical industry and the medical uh, profession can make untold billions of additional dollars by getting the masses to take that jab. The reason for this podcast today is to give you the other side of the story. I'm not telling you to to not take the jab. It's up to the individual to decide. You cannot make an educated decision on whether to do or not do anything unless you hear both sides of the story. This is why a doctor is supposed to give us uh, informed consent and give us the pros and cons of anything we take, whether it be a vaccine or a pill or, or or a treatment or whatever it is. In the case of COVID, they didn't do that. They're not doing it now. So this podcast is to do nothing more than inform the public to be uh, diligent. Do your own research. Do not use Google. They will not give you anything that gives you an alternative side of the story. Use Yandex.com or DuckDuckGo.com. Okay, go find alternatives 
documents that have been put out by world-renowned professionals that challenge the, 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 the narrative to make billions of dollars in profits. And I'm not even going to go farther into what their, their, their main agenda is. Okay, but the profits, number one, along with in contrast to the loss of jobs and houses and the professions and the lives of many of our fellow human beings around the world, black, white, red, yellow, it doesn't make any difference to me. The bottom line is do your research. Thanks for listening. 